This time on the Metaphysical Connection, Jason Cousineau and I, Eric Rundekankfisk, talk about the paranormal news of the week for February 2nd, 2019. Thanks to the polar vortex of 2019, we dust off some older theories about the Earth plunging into another ice age and reminisce about the blizzard of 78. We also talk about YouTube bearing conspiracy theory videos, an Israeli scientific team claiming that they'll have the cure for cancer in a year, another theory about the world coming to an end thanks to a disaster at the local particle accelerator. Also, if you hear a strange echo in the background during the last half of the show, it's not you, it's us. It was the cause of our recording software on our end. Don't worry, we, we found the problem and we fixed it and it shouldn't happen again. You know, these things happen. You can support the show by visiting our Zazzle page. Exactly 12.5% of every purchase goes to keeping this and other shows on the Fedora Chronicle Network on the air. You can become a Patreon by clicking our Patreon link, and for a mere dollar a month, you'll get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're working on, and so much more. Thanks for all of your support in advance, and thank you to our listeners who have already contributed. With that said, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. So here we are in the, in the middle of Polar Vortex 2019, Jay. How, how's, how's the weather in Utah today? Um, let's see. According to, I, I had to drop my son off at school and it was, uh, it was over freezing. It was like 33, 34. So Polar Vortex kind of jumped over us and just hit New England because it was like, fuck you, New England. <laughs> That's really... <laughs> You're, you're, what it seems like from this end, anyway. It's sort of it's it's sort of like um, uh, Mother Nature is not a Patriots fan, and she's right. And she's right. Mother like, Nature is voting for I don't know the Sox, who's, the Rams, who's the competition, <laughs> the Rams. All right. Yeah. Well, you know I don't follow soccer, so <laughs> I don't know if you got the news story that I had sent you. But it, I, I got all of them, actually. You got, got, all, you, uh, you got all of them. I thought it would be um, a great story to start off with this week. Um, this, is, this has been collaborated with a lot of other web pages called... By the way, did I ask you how you're doing? Are you, is everything okay on your end? Yeah, everything's fine. Okay. Everything's fine. Yeah, you know, going through life, okay. having fun. Make mistakes, pissing people off, you know, exactly. stuff. Yeah. Oh, a typical Thursday. Yeah. Um, a mini ice age could hit Earth by 2030, scientists warn. Amid rising concerns over the effects of global warming, a group of scientists have claimed that the Earth could, could in a little over a decade, be hit by a, quote, mini ice age that could freeze most of... And you have to click the article to read the rest of it. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it basically lays out, um, yes, summers are getting hotter, but winters are getting much, much, much colder. Now, do you remember how old you were the first time you heard about this whole, we're going to be facing a new ice age sometime soon? What a lot of people don't remember, Jay, is that um, talks of an ice age occurring um was huge in the 1970s yep i was gonna say i was in third grade first time i heard that we're going to be hit by another ice age soon 
And and I specific people do not remember the blizzard of seventy eight. Oh, I do. I do. We had to climb out of our second story window to dig down to get to the porch. I have very, very crystal clear memories of that. A lot of people, many of our listeners, I would have to say half of our listeners do not remember the blizzard of 78. And if you could, if you could imagine three or four feet of snow um, blanketing the Northeast in a matter of what it, it, it literally snowed hours. It literally snowed for like what? Three days. Yep. It was, and not just snow. It was like almost like a blizzard that lasted three or four days. Yeah. Because if I remember correctly, the storm kept going out to sea and then it, it would kind of slacken off a little bit and then it would come back. It was like going out and all right, I'm running, I'm getting dehydrated. I need a drink, go out, you yeah. know, hydrate itself, come back up and say, okay, fuck you. <laughs> and that's almost it was like yeah it's, it's like if you see the movie the perfect storm and just apply instead of instead of rain and and waves just imagine if all that came down in snow that's what the blizzard of 78 was for almost three days straight yep. um and they actually canceled school four days in a row i think almost almost five days in a row yeah, we lost. I don't know because you were you were north. You were in um, Vermont. Vermont at yeah, the time. On the and I was in Western border. Massachusetts, yeah. and we did not have school for. I want to say may have even been over a week. Yeah, where I was in Western Mass, and it just. I mean, there's no. You, you can't phrase it any other way. It kicked our ass. Yeah. It really did. It just came through. Was like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, and here have a bunch of snow and oh by the way i forgot to leave you this snow and did i mention i wanted to give you this gift of snow and i hope <laughs> yeah. you like to ski because i feel like dropping some snow yeah yeah i mean if you, if if you could imagine the snow was like you could not see where the road and people's yards began and ended yep i remember my mom has a picture of my brother sister and i standing on top of the snowbank after they had finally gotten yeah. the plows through Yep. My brother was in fourth grade and he's standing on top of the snow pile and he's got his hand raised yeah. and the tips of his fingers are less than a foot from the power lines. So after the blizzard of 78, we were just being told like it was a, it was a fact. It was just, it was a fact that we were entering in a new ice age. And unlike the global alarmists of today, we kind of believed them at that point because it seemed very plausible. There's no way it was not true. After right. and, he, and here's the thing. From Wikipedia, the northeastern United States blizzard of 78 was, was a catastrophic historic nor'easter that struck New England, New Jersey, and New York metropolitan area. It went on from um, February 5th to February 7th. And apparently there was um, a, around 100 fatalities and 4,500 people were injured. We're also talking about people were, aban people were abandoned in cars on the yeah. highway because they just simply couldn't move anymore. There were people who literally froze to death in their cars and their cars were buried in a, in a couple of feet of snow. And when, when we say buried, 
literally, literally, you look out on the snow and the snow was so deep, it was well over the hood of your average passenger vehicle. If you were in like a pickup truck, it was up to the top of a, of like an F-150 pickup truck. Yeah, it was that it was, it was. And on top of that, the wind created snow drifts that uh, just boggle the mind. And that's one of, and that is how so many people, when the snow drifts built up on the highways around these cars, um, and literally buried them under feet of snow. I'm, I, I, I remember this distinctly, although my parents tell me that I'm, I'm making this up. I I swear at some point the newscasters were like, there is a fuck ton of snow. (laughs) 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 but if you if you go and you do a google search of new ice age click news um there are um there are a lot of web pages from reputable news sources um that are saying that Something is we. It's climate change. We and and a lot of people want to blame pollution, CO two emissions from cars and factories and stuff like that. And whether or not it's causing an ice age or a global warming, whatever. The thing is that it was just like I'm under the impression, Jay, from everything that I've read, there's something going on with the sun's output, and whatever problem is occurring, we might be exasperating it. We might be making a bad situation worse. Right. And you and I actually discussed this in great detail at the time, but the problem with the Inconvenient Truth movie when it came out is that within a year of it coming out, there was there was a bunch of news stories about how all of the data that they used was cherry-picked. And yeah. in fact, all of the data... Um, all of the core samplings and all that kind of stuff that they do at the polls come from three sources, and two of them were proven to be in collusion with throwing out anything that did not verify the global warming theory that we are we are killing ourselves, that it was anthropogenized, so it was started by man and caused entirely by mankind. They threw out everything else. Yeah. And it was quite literally collusion. If it was in a court of law, they would have had definitive proof and it would have been very highly illegal but because it's science they're allowed to do whatever the fuck they want so um to this day you get in arguments with people because they don't remember that and they think you're making it up yeah but that was it was in the news i mean it was it wasn't like these it wasn't like it was on glenn Beck. it was on like cnn and shit yeah you know like "Quote unquote legitimate news," um, so I, I remember that. And the thing that kills me about all of this is no one is denying that the weather is changing. Right. The only thing we're arguing is the role our pollution plays in it, because all of the pollution that we create, that we generate, also occurs naturally in nature. The 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 eruption of Mount St. Helens yeah. released more greenhouse gases and pollutants into the air in a period of four or five hours than the United States had generated from the time of the Declaration of Independence up until 1985. Yeah. 
Mount Vesuvius when it blew in whatever fucking BC or AD it was. Yeah. When it blew up through more greenhouse gases and pollutants into the air than mankind has generated in our existence. Yeah. So how much are we contributing to this? The truth is no one really knows. No. But everyone wants to blame themselves. Everyone wants to blame us. And I'm not opposed to the concept that we might be contributing to it because that just makes a whole lot of fucking sense to me. Yeah. But I'm not prepared to say it's all our fault and it would not be happening without us. Because frankly, we just don't know enough. We really don't. The science is not sound enough. It doesn't. We don't have enough data samples to prove definitively that this would not be happening if mankind hadn't invented the technology that we have. There's no, there's no smoking gun. There's no 100% show me this article or this study and it's corroborated by every single scientist out there because the illusion of scientific consensus is also a fallacy because yeah. there are, I mean, the people who had all of the credentials that disagreed with global warming were fired yeah. and have lost their careers. So now it's a consensus because it's like, all right, you know, it's like the, it's like that, that episode on Firefly here, here's Niska's money. We've given, this is everything he's given us to pull this job. We don't have any problems with Niska. Screw you. Niska's going to kill you. And then he kicks him and throws him into the jet engine and goes to the next guy. Okay. Here's all of the money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the kind of collusion that they have on this. So it's just. Oh, it drives me nuts. Well, drives me absolutely nuts. but I mean, the thing is, is that we can be adults and we can agree. It's something, can we, something's going on. Yeah, we can agree something's going on, but uh, I'm not quite sure about the whole we can be adults thing. Well, I'm not entirely sold on that concept. I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that we are adults. I'm saying, wouldn't it be nice if we could be adults? I think maybe that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's what okay. I, that's what I meant. That, yeah, that, 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 that I can roll with. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the ticket. That's the ticket. <laughs> yeah. So I do think that. Um, I I think that we should start as a society. Mm -hmm. We should start looking at this at a different approach and say we need to get people from NASA in here and say what's going on with the sun. What what what's well, what's going on? Because the thing is, well, is that hold on, hold on, because NASA's primary mission is to prove that. Um, Islam is not a, an evil, vile religion. Remember, I don't know I that don't Trump has that. reversed that yet. I don't so. remember that. I, that's craziness. Mm. That's craziness. You don't remember Barack Obama I, stated I that he changed the mission something, of NASA. Something crazy like that. I thought it was just mm. like what the hell. I, I don't know about that. I and, to and I'm being an ass about that. I really am. Yeah. Um, but it, the truth is, is again, it's gotten to the point where it's almost like the Gestapo. Yeah. Because. If you, as a scientist, as a credentialed scientist, come out and say that you're not 100% sure global warming is valid, you are literally taking your career in your hands because that is the atmosphere that they've built up around it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, finding someone who's willing to come out against that global mindset, it's going to be difficult at this stage. It really is. And no one wants to admit that. No one wants to... Um, no one wants to go against as powerful in order. I mean, it'd be like me as an IT person saying, yeah, we don't really need RAM. We can just work with, because we have, you know, um, you know, the solid state hard drives, we don't need to actually have RAM. I'd get ostracized for it because that's not how it works. Yeah. But even if I had a sound theory explaining as to why, 
there's just so much of the group mindset in IT that would just backlash against me that I would be ending my career. Yeah. It's, and that is a crazy thing to say, Jay. <laughs> I mean. Oh, yeah, of course it is. That's why I used it. But, yeah, I mean, in theory, you might be able to get away with that. Well, in theory, and that's the thing, because the thing is that I, I don't know what to say. Um, yeah. I don't know what to say about that, because, I, I mean, honestly, I do not know enough about computers to say whether or not you can get rid of a RAM because you have solid-state drives now. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I, well, the truth is, I mean, we could get into the technical reasons why that's actually a bullshit statement, and I was just making it up. But yeah, um, and, and this is the metaphysical connection. This is not the cure for insomnia. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, Although, if my boss is listening, he's probably going, "Yeah, I want to hear this shit." I want to more, talk, more, talk. more. <laughs> um, talking more about censorship on the internet, um, mm -hmm. you YouTube to stop promoting conspiracy videos. Videos won't be censored, but will be will not be promoted in a bid to curb their spread. This is from the street, which is a sort of um, a Gonzo um, website news site. Um, Jim, it is deeply associated with Jim Cramer because Jim Cramer's name is on the, on 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 the top. It, it, talking about when they say the street, they don't mean Main Street, they mean Wall Street. Mm -hmm. And um, this is published back in a couple of days ago, January 25th by Adam Smith. And I don't know if that's his real name or not. I, I guess it could be. But when you see, whenever I see anybody by the name of Smith or Jones, I always wonder, is that a pseudonym? <laughs> but the thing is, is that um, the news item here is that YouTube is changing the way it promotes videos in a move to stave off giving credibility to conspiracy theories and others promoting, quote, borderline, unquote, objectable entertainment, the business said Friday. Using both machine learning and people who evaluate videos, YouTube will target a tiny fraction of the entertainment streamed on its website that, quote, comes close to but doesn't quite cross the line of violating community guidelines, unquote. Let me ask you a question, Eric. Yes. Do you like guns? I love guns. Do you like shooting guns? I love shooting guns. Did you ever watch a gun video on YouTube? I actually, I've seen a couple of them. Not a lot, have though, you, Jay. Have you ever have you ever seen a gun video on YouTube that had been released within the last six months? No. There's a reason for that. This is probably it right here. But th th mm -hmm. this article goes on to say that that YouTube is is making a point to curb the spread of. Um, so whose definition of conspiracy theory are we using here? Are we using a liberal Democrats because then... Or conservative Republicans. Well, hold on, because if we're using a liberal Democrats, then you will never, ever see anything about Donald Trump on YouTube ever again, because Donald Trump himself is a conspiracy theory to some of them, okay? Yeah. So what is their reasonable... Um, what are their standards for determining whether or not it's reasonable or not? Now, again, I feel the need to do this because I don't want people pissed off at me, but I'm not a fan of Trump. I'm really not. No, however, there are, there is a valid point to those people who say that there's such a thing as Trump derangement syndrome. 
yeah. you'll hear people, you mention Trump and you see people's eyes glaze over and they start turning into these raving lunatics that suddenly are no longer rational. Yeah. And there's a valid, there's a, a, a genuine valid point to that. Some people do get like that. Yeah. Like the government shutdown, government shutdown it was, is not just Trump's fault. It really is not. The Democrats could do things to end it, but they're not. Yeah. But everyone's blaming Trump. Now, is Trump more at fault than the Democrats? Possibly. I would say that's even probably likely. Yeah. His ego knows no bounds. So I would I would not have be uncomfortable saying, yeah, it's probably more his fault than the Democrats. But the truth is the president does not have the power to shut down the government. Government the government needs Congress and the president both to be unwilling to reach an agreement in order to do that. And this is the way Trump negotiates. If you've ever read his Art of the Deal, you well, know, basically, yeah, yeah. You, you know how that's, that's for him, this is a valid negotiating technique. You push things to the point where they have no other recourse than to agree with you if for no other reason than to just shut you the hell up. And he considers that valid. And one of the things that he stated in both of his books is that you, there is something that you want. You want something done or you want something at a lower price. And that when somebody does not give you what they want, you just shut, you just, that's it. You end the conversation with these people or you mm -hmm. end what, and his negotiating tactic is to just shut everything down. I'm not talking to you anymore until you agree on X, whatever X is. Right. Um, I don't even and know. That's, yeah. And, and again, I mean, in business, that's, that's rather drastic and, you know, an asinine thing to do, but in a government situation, the fuck. Um, so I'm, but regardless of that, we're kind of going off topic. But yeah. But we're talking about conspiracy is, theories. There are conspiracy theories that I enjoy entertaining. Yeah. And who's to say that it's dangerous? I don't, cause it, well, here's, here's my point of view. There are a couple of great, amazing videos out there with people who are introducing the idea that maybe there are ancient artifacts on the moon, unnatural. I'm not going to say man-made because I don't think I don't I don't know who made them. There's a possibility that there are strange artifacts on the moon. The possibility that there are strange things on the moon, and NASA does not want to reveal what it knows about these quote things that are on the moon. I like that. I, I like people talking about these strange things that we have found all over the planet that defy explanation and people speculating. I like that. What I mm -hmm. don't like is people saying, okay, it is a proven fact that there are, there are strange artifacts on the moon and that they're aliens. We know for a fact oh, that they are. I Those don't, people are fun to listen to as well because well, they're just yes. so far gone. But anyway. but And you have these people who insist that the earth is flat. Then they insist that you believe them that the earth is flat. And they put forth this fringe science stuffs as know. it were. I think you're going kind of out on the fringe call itself. What's that? Uh, you actually I dropped out. I, I think you're kind of going out on a limb just to... Just to call it fringe science i mean the word science shouldn't be associated with some of their theories they're magical thinking yes it's magical they're thinking. magical fantastical um borderline insane and maybe when i say borderline i'm not talking about this side of the line <laughs> they're on the other side 
like the I mean the dumbest the dumbest people on Facebook. Yes. And the, and I only read them to make myself feel smarter. <laughs> are the are the exactly. are the flat earthers. The flat earthers are literally the dumbest people on the internet. And they yeah. they simply have no concept of science, physics, geometry, geology, and they watch a stupid video made by some other half-baked crackpot and somehow they assume that everything else everything else how everything else is a conspiracy yeah and and it was just like how how could how could everything be building up to this conspiracy and why would anybody lie about the shape of the earth yeah what's what is the benefit that's the thing with all of these conspiracy theories that always get me. Why would they do that? What is the benefit? Now, certain things like, you know, um, archaeologists being unwilling to um, to acknowledge how advanced the Native American cultures were. They're preserving what their predecessors have said. So there is an interest in that because they don't want to invalidate other findings. Because if you invalidate finding A of this scientist well the scientist did a b c d e f g so if you invalidate a then that puts b through g also into question and they just don't want to confront that so those kinds of conspiracies you kind of look at and go all right i get where you're coming from right um but then there's others where it's like okay if you're watching a video and the video starts off with all right here's the thing right (laughs) chances are they're not coming from a scientific, strong scientific point. Just throwing that out there as a, con- as a possibility these people need to consider. Well, yeah. That's me nuts. I, I, but the crazy thing here is that I think, and, and I mean this when I say this, I believe everybody has the right to say what they really think and really believe on Facebook, social media, the internet, whatever. So I know who the crazies are and know who to avoid. But here's here this this is a little upsetting to me. YouTube will work through the year to quote reduce the spread unquote of such videos that make up less than a percent of the material on the website, but the company will not censor videos. It will just make yeah. it make them harder to find. And I'm kind of like, that's censorship. It is. Anyone who says otherwise is, is doesn't understand the meaning of the word censorship. That is 100% censorship. Yeah. Hold, now, this is where you and I might differ. Okay. Is I believe Google has a right to do that. They're a private industry. Sure. They're a private corporation. They can do whatever the fuck they want. They can come right out and say, you know what? We think Trump's an asshole, and anyone who says anything positive about Trump does has no... We are going to shut off their access to publishing their cockamamie views yeah. on our website. They can do that. That is their right. The government does not have a right to step in and stop them, because what it boils down or to is... Or make them do it either. Right. Or make them do it. And it's... Because that's when you the the Bill of Rights and people forget this applies to the government, yeah, not to private people. I have every right to stand on my front lawn or my front porch and 
just rail against how any, you know, I could say anything I want, right? However, if I were to go to my neighbor's front yard and do the same thing, he can come out and literally pick me up and throw me off of his lawn. Yeah, and I know he, he can do it because I've seen the boy lift trees. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, yeah, I mean, your right to do whatever you want is only secured against the government preventing right. you. you. can, If you go somewhere and you do something stupid, chances are there's going to be someone bigger and stronger than you who's going to tell you how stupid you're being, and then they'll do something to stop you from being that stupid, especially if it bothers them. Yeah. So Google owns YouTube. Yeah. They own search engines. They have a right to curtail any activity on their servers using their technology. They have that right. Yeah. I wish they wouldn't do it, but I'm not going to dispute that they have a right to do it. Um, personally, I'm you and I agree on this. We need to hear all these kooks. We need to know who these jackasses are so that we can understand them and, and point them out. And if nothing else, just laugh at them. But not everyone agrees with us on that. There are some people who think that, you know, that anything that stops you from saying what you want to say is an infringement of the first amendment. And that is patently not the case because we each have our own individual rights and the government is prevented from curtailing those rights. Yeah. But your right to spew hatred and say stupid shit is not protected by the government everywhere. It's only prevented in public. The government can't stop you from in on your own private property and in public places from doing it. I can't walk into Starbucks and, you know, start advertising for, you know, Jane's coffee shack down the, down the street yeah. because that's Starbucks property. That is not public property, you know? Yeah. I, so yeah, yeah. there's limits. There are limits and people frequently, they get so involved in, I have a right to do this, that they realize that they don't realize that they're saying something that's just inane and stupid. Yeah. So, like, whereas I disagree with YouTube wanting to do this, and YouTube is going against, in my opinion, their own mandate to do no evil, they have a right to do it. They can do that. They want. Yeah. It's up to them. It's their shit. They can do, I mean, if just exactly like this website I have the right to say, I don't want to publish your porn. Right. I don't want to. And the thing is, is that that's part of my business model is not publishing porn. Yep. Just because you want porn on the Fedora Chronicles does not mean there has to be porn on the Fedora Chronicles. Exactly. Now, but it goes, now it goes like this as well. There are some topics I would love to be able to talk about on the Fedora Chronicles. I would love to talk about dating, sex, and relationships on our website and and talk about things that are personal to me. I'd love mm -hmm. to be able to do that, but I have other people who say to me, I don't want you to be talking about that. I don't want you to talk about our sex life on mm -hmm. the Fedora Chronicles. I don't want you to talk about why we broke up on your stupid website. Right. There are there are women out there who don't want me mentioning them and and the you know why we were together and why we broke up. They have every right to say that. Now 
should now do I have the right to say, well, F you, I'll do whatever the hell I want. It's my website. I can do that, but then I might be facing a lawsuit. You know, right. That's and that's and that's serious, and people don't seem to understand that. You just because you think you have a right to do something doesn't mean that you have the right to do something. Right. You are not exactly you are not obligated to let people use your platform to say things that you don't like. And it's it's happened on on the Fedora Chronicles. It's happened on the Facebook groups that I run and manage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was you have the you have the right to say no. Now, at what point does a company become so big that they're no longer a private company? They're actually a utility. See, now that's where you start getting into um, a gray area as far as rights are concerned, because. Yeah. If they are providing a service that that service, like, for example, I would rather have my choice of electric companies than be forced to deal with one electric company. Of course. I would rather do that. But because the government has basically signed these agreements with these companies, they designate them as being a public utility. Yeah. Then if it's a public utility... And the government is saying you have to use this company. That's kind of a step in socialism, right? Um, and to some extent, there's a part of you that says, "Okay, I want to be guaranteed that you know when I flick on my light switch, that I'm going to have electricity coursing through those wires and being able to you know see shit when it's dark." Right. But there's another part of me anyway, that looks at that and says, I, I don't, I don't have that right. Because here's the thing. If I were to set up a bunch of solar panels on my roof and a windmill, yeah, I could theoretically, because the technology exists nowadays and it's reliable enough, I could theoretically not need the power company at all. And I could provide all of my own electricity. But now in California, they have so many people that have done that, that they still have to pay the power companies to have access to the power should they need it. I don't now, know, I, if I, I'm I, willing I, to take the chance that and, and sign off and say, hey, I realize that because I'm not using your service and I'm not paying you anything, I have no right to expect service from you. If right. I'm willing to sign off on that, I should be able to. But because it's a public utility, they say you can't. And this is this so, is getting into some dangerous territory here. And that's exactly my point is that w- at what point does them providing a service that everyone can use freely by the way because they don't charge for it. You don't pay a Google tax or a Google fee. You don't subscribe to Google in order to be able to use their search engine. And that's where we get into the whole thing about because we're not paying for it then all of the tracking that they do on our behaviors to some extent is their payment and they have a they have that's the agreement you ha- you essentially sign with Google when you're using their search engine they're going to track your searches and they're going to be able to sell that information to advertisers and whatnot hey this person at this IP address keeps searching for guns so you're going to start seeing more gun advertisement showing up on the side of this of your Google page or yeah. this person's, you know, looking for hats or whips. So right. 
those advertisements are going to stop up, start popping up more. And people get uncomfortable with that. And it's like, all right, well, do you realize how expensive it is to run a search engine? Oh, do you yeah. realize how expensive it is? And they don't. They really don't. And because they don't understand it, they think oh, it should be free. Well, it is free. You're not paying for it. Yeah, but they shouldn't collect my data. Well, how should how are they supposed to pay for it? Which brings us to a, an, another topic. Just I want to interject mm -hmm. here. Um, Mark Zuckerberg said this past week that data mining is just a part of of what is necessary to keep Facebook free. And so many people are like, oh, oh, is that it? Oh, is that the real? Oh, okay. I guess that's okay. So go ahead, continue. Yeah. Well, to some extent, I agree with them. I mean, websites are incredibly expensive to run and maintain, as you know. Yeah. It's very difficult to, um, to generate income when you're providing something for free. Yeah. So I, I kind of agree with Zuckerberg, like, hey, look. I need to make money to keep the doors open. If you want to be able to go to Facebook and you know laugh at pictures of cats that people keep posting, you got to expect us to make some money somehow. And I, I don't disagree with him on that. I don't necessarily like some of the methods they use for for and what they do with that data. Like for example, the private messages thing. Well, you know, everyone was like, what are you doing? You know, how come they can read into my private messages? Well, you have no right to expect privacy on a website that is basically giving you a bunch of shit for free. You really don't. One of the things so, that drives me crazy is that when I open up an article to cite the automatic playing ads, and you probably just heard somebody snoring in the background, that's actually the ad. That's not me falling asleep, Jay. It's an ad that popped up on CNET of all places. Here's the thing is, is that here this, and this is going to confuse the hell out of people because of what we just said. Mark Zuckerberg defends Facebook's ad model. We don't sell people's quote data. In a Wall Street Journal op-ed, Facebook CEO tries to ally users' fears about advertising on social network. But the thing is, here's the thing. We know for a fact that that's a lie because of what went yeah. on with Cambridge Analytical. Just right there in the title it's alone, that's, that's a lie. He yep. just lied in an editorial that he wrote to the Wall Street Journal. And yesterday, um, on January 30th, the day before we recorded this, um, Facebook's shares went up through the roof because um, their earnings exceeded expectations. How, how is that possible? They sell data, and they lie about it. They sell your data, they sell access to you for ads, and then they lie about it. They want to decide what you can and cannot watch on YouTube. I understand that. I understand that one of the reasons why all these platforms got rid of Infowars and Alex Jones because Alex Jones started to spread genuine lies about what happened at Sandy Hook, about how Sandy Hook was a false flag operation and how the people at Sandy Hook didn't actually die, which is a lie. We it's and yeah, even and it's it's 
among the most vile lies, too. And it's cruel. It's cruel to say that um, the people who are crying about their kids being killed and how they're, they're paid actors. Yeah. That's cruel. That, it's cruel. And, and the reason why the social media platforms got rid of Alex Jones and banned him and blocked him because of their fear of getting sued. Because they provided a platform mm -hmm. for him to be mean-spirited and cruel. I also think that Alex Jones, I think he's a little crazy for Cocoa Pops, but that's another story. Now, at <laughs> what point... At what point does somebody is somebody able to make a decision to say, like somebody like Alex Jones? Okay, Alex Jones has crossed the line with a lot of these videos. We're going to get rid of Alex Jones because we are complicit in his um, in his libel or his slander. We're we're because we're we offer him a platform to say things that are untrue. And see, this is where I struggle as well, yeah. because intellectually, I want those crazies out there. I do too. I want to know who they are. I want to hear them spewing their, all of their information so that we can recognize it's a teachable moment. We can teach our children when someone says something like that, that is mean, that is cruel, that is heartful, that's borderline evil. And then you point at someone like a white supremacist yeah, and you say, that is the very definition of evil. Right. So we these are teachable moments because our children need to understand that evil exists in the world, and they're going to come across people who are hateful, who are going to say the most horrid things. But what I disagree with is why is it Facebook's problem? Why is it Google's problem? If they're providing, if they're out there and they're saying, hey, here's a stage, anyone can walk on this stage and say whatever, which is what they're doing. Right. If they do that and they don't deny anyone access to that stage, how are they in any way complicit? It's not their fault that, they, that someone went up there and said something stupid and hateful. That's not their fault, right? So why are they able to be sued for that? Because they have more money than Alex Jones does is really what, the, what it boils down to. Alex Jones is a vile human being. He, he really, really is. is. So, but they don't have any signed agreement with Alex Jones. They're just providing a stage that anyone can walk on and yeah. say whatever it is they want. So when are we going to start holding people accountable for what they say well, and for what they do and not hold corporations accountable because those vile people are using their technology? I mean, what's next? Are we going to start suing, I don't know, Brooks Brothers because Alex Jones owns a Brooks Brothers suit? We have to be careful of that. We really do. And the thing is, is that it was just like, and that's a realm of the ridiculous that could quite possibly happen. If you, if you sell a car to somebody and that somebody uses that car in a commission of a crime, how, how are you to know that somebody is a psychopath? Or how, do you, how are you supposed to know that somebody is a murderer? How, right. how, how well, are you supposed to know that before you sell them a car or any other product? How are you supposed to know that? And, and this is where people go after gun manufacturers. And they're like, well, they the, gun man, the guns are designed to do one thing. Right. They're designed to deliver a payload with high accuracy over a great distance. And That's speed. what they're designed to do. And speed. They're designed <laughs> to kill. 
No, the most common target of a bullet fired from a gun is paper, followed closely by glass and then packages of gunpowder because they go boom. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's what point, how far are, how much of our, our liberties of our freedoms are we willing to give up for an illusion of safety? The illusion of safety. Because you look at, you know, you look at places like London, England, they've managed to kill people without having guns all over the place. And knives. And knives. Now that they've banned knives, people. Oh, it's gotten ridiculous, dude. A, a, an electrician got fined in London for taking his tool set on site to fix someone's electrical problems because he had a screwdriver that could be construed and used as if it was a as if it was a knife. That's how ridiculous it's getting over there. Oh, it really, so, it, it really, and the and the, it, we so are we, not putting, we are not making people responsible for their actions. We right. want we and, we want to solve everybody's problems by making everything harder for everybody else. Now, this is where <clears throat> we also run into a slippery slope because there are people who normally I would agree with politically who are like, um, Islam is a religion of evil and it's a death cult. Is it? Or how about those people who engage in terrorism in the name of Islam? Are the people that are at problem at the fault? I would rather blame the person than the institution, because I've known Muslims who are wonderful human beings yeah. who will give you the shirt off their backs, right? And they fo- claim they're following the teachings of Muhammad too. So, is it the teaching that's at fault, or is it the person that's at fault? Personally, I side with the person, because there are people who have done some vile names and the vile things in the name of Christianity that I would rather not be associated with. Replace, so I can re- understand that. Replace the word people. Yeah. Replace the word Islam with anything else. And you notice how that ridiculous that statement is. Replace like Christian replace the word Islam with Christianity or right. Judaism or Star Trek. You know, how many awful right. things have people, how many awful things have people done in their name of their, quote, religion or faith or whatever? And it gets to the point where it's like, if you just insert another word in there, you'll see how ridiculous that statement is. And then you have to sort of stop and realize, wait a minute, it's not the religion. It's, it's the guy's it's the twisted, it's the, it's the guy's twisted it's that individual's twisted idea of what his religion is or what it what it means. It's not the religion's fault. Right. It's it, the individual. Yeah. And and that's something that I think um in a lot of ways we as a society are moving against personal accountability. And the danger of that is the all of the rights that are that we are guaranteed all of the First Amendment, Second Amendment, blah, blah, all the way through to yeah. whatever. I think we got 24, 26 amendments now. All of those amendments are individual rights yeah. that can be held collectively by companies. It can be held collectively by organizations. I get that. However, they are individual rights. I have a right to say whatever I want. I do not have a right to say whatever I want, wherever I want. Because if I go over to someone's house and I'm berating them and calling them horrible parents they have every right to 
first of all, invite me to leave. And then if I refuse to <laughs> yeah. pick my happy ass up and throw me out the fucking door. Yeah, exactly. Right? No. They just because I have a right to say it doesn't mean anyone has an obligation or has has to listen. They don't have to listen to what I say. You have the you have the right to say you have the freedom of speech, but you don't have the right to be heard. And I have this conversation with my kids once in a while. Yeah. And the notion is is that okay, you have you have freedom of speech, but you do not have the right to be heard on YouTube now. YouTube does not have to host your video. If I right. had, if you had a video of you looking in the camera and just saying some nonsensical word over and over and over again, like I was, I'm looking into my camera right now and saying no, some nonsensical word, some nonsensical word, some YouTube can say you're wasting our bandwidth. We're removing. Right, but here's the thing, though. They have right? the right to do that. They do have a right to do that, but at the at the same time, it's like it's like those bakers in in Colorado that refuse to bake that wedding cake. They they are limiting their potential customer base by saying we're not going to bake wedding cakes for homosexuals weddings. They have a right to do that. The government yeah. has no right to find them. They did nothing illegal. The the homosexual couple that wanted a cake for them has every right to protest them. Sure. What they do not have is a right to obligate that bakery to do something they don't want to do. You know, and again, if you reverse the situation, you say it's a it's a cake, it's a bakery owned by a homosexual couple, and then the Westboro Baptist Church goes in and they demand that they make a cake that says God hates fags. They don't have a right the, the homosexual couple has a, every right to say, no, I'm not going to bake that cake. There's a place down the street that run by white supremacists. You guys will fit right in. Exactly. You know, why would you, that. why would you want somebody who hates you to make your food? Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a logical disconnect that comes in there as well, but at the same time, it, it doesn't mean that someone upholding their religious beliefs is any sort of how to phrase it um it doesn't mean that they're that they hate you right you're a sinner and they just don't want to be associated with that sin personally i i i don't think that's necessarily very christian based on my understanding of christ and his teachings but that's me that's the way i'm interpreting my religion yeah they have every right to interpret their religion their way you know and you're able your first amendment rights end when you are affecting someone else's exercise of their First Amendment rights. Yeah. So I have a right to believe in religion. Well, if I'm a Satanist who believes that I should sacrifice a virgin on every, you know, uh, on, the, on the Black Sabbath, I kind of don't have a right to do that. That's one aspect of that religion I do not have a right to exercise because now I'm taking someone else's life. Yeah, it's it's craziness. I want to switch topics it's here nuts. because we okay. we have we have limited time here. Yes, we do. Israeli we scientists do not have what we don't have a limit on is stupidity. So right. Well, <laughs> I think you and I have a limit on stupidity. Other people who want to post crazy nonsensical crap on the internet—that's a different story. From Forbes yeah. magazine, January 29th, two thousand nineteen. Israeli scientists claim they are on the path to a cure for cancer. And in this article, and they quote the Jerusalem Post, 
that they will have a cure for cancer that they claim it will be brief, cheap, and effective, and will have no or minimal side effects. This is also a, this might be a, um, a follow-up on a story that you, we, you were very excited about at the end. I of, was. You were. Um, was. Um, we believe that we will offer, in a year's time, a complete cure for camphor, says David uh, Andor, Andior, chairman of the board of Accelerated Evolution Biotechnologies Limited, a company founded in 2000. Uh, and there is, there's, there is a, um, illustration of a breast tumor from Getty on this page. Don't get too excited, Jay. It's very cl- well, I just, clinical I'm just going to say, I mean, Forbes is not immune to the clickbait thing. Right. There's a reason why they, they put a breast cancer illustration in the article and not say colorectal cancer. Right. Nobody so. wants to see that. Nobody wants no, to wants see to that. that. No. Well, I don't know. Some people want to see it, but whatever. I think that this is a, a solid case of, I will believe it when I see it. I would like to believe that this is true. I'd like to believe that they will come up with a, can- a cure for cancer within my lifetime. Yeah. Um, but and I would, I would love to see it be cheap and um, inexpensive and readily available and have minimal side effects as well. But how many times, Jay, have we heard stories like this only to be disappointed and to find out, no, no, it's nothing comes of it. How, how many how many times have we been fooled? Far too many. And um, what I what I don't like about this article is how sure they are about it, because then there's a uh, Len Litchfield who basically says it goes without saying we all share the aspirational hope that they are correct. Unfortunately, we must be aware that this is far from proven as an effective treatment for people with cancer, let alone a cure. So he lists a number of, of key points that you need to bear in mind. Yeah. Right. There's a news report based on limited information provided by the researchers and the company working with the technology. So basically they put out something that was essentially advertising and the news media is lapping it up. Okay. And he's got a very valid point about that. Yeah. His colleagues at the American Cancer Society say that phage and peptide display techniques while very powerful research tools for selecting high affinity binders have had a difficult road as potential drugs. So if this group is just beginning clinical trials, they may well have some difficult experiments ahead. So it's they're putting out advertisements saying, hey, we've got something that looks really, really good here, but they haven't gone as far into the testing as necessarily people are, or the news article seems to be thinking they are. Also, he says this is based on a mouse experiment, which is described as exploratory. So it's not a well-established program of experiments that could define how it works or may not work as it moves from the laboratory to the clinic. So it's only been worked on a mouse. Mice are great for us doing preliminary experiments. Right. But at some point, you have to move to human trials, and that's when shit goes sideways. Yeah. 
And they all, we all have a hope cure for cancer can be found quickly. It's a possible approach might work as experience has taught us so many times, as you just said, Right. the gap from a successful mouse experiment to effective beneficial application of exciting laboratory concepts to helping cancer patients at the bedside is a long and treacherous journey filled with unforeseen and unanticipated obstacles. Yeah. Once you go to human trials, shit goes sideways. Sure. And it's going to take some time to prove the benefit of the approach and treatment of cancer. And based on other similar claims, the odds are it won't be successful. The truth is that cancer is a mutation. Right. It is an abnormal change of cells that is detrimental to the cells themselves and to the organism as a whole. That's what cancer is. So whenever you're talking about something that's going to limit those that mutation, Mutations change is yeah. changed. That's what a mutation is. So it may work to an extent. It may work completely for a time. Yeah. We don't know. We just don't know. And that's where the shit goes sideways thing factor comes in because it's the nature of cancer to be changeable. And I mean, look at the, the flu vaccinations, right? Yeah. A good friend of mine had the flu this year, and it kicked his ass. Right. It really, really just pounded the living shit out of him, and he ended up having to cancel his his anniversary with his wife because of it, which sucks. Yeah. But you know what? There's no guarantee that the flu vaccination would have stopped it or prevented it. It may have helped. It may have helped prevent him, but we don't know why, because flus change. Yeah. They mutate over time and they change. That's why it's not the same flu flu vaccine in 2018 is not the same it was in 2017 and it's not the same it will be in 2019 because those things change. They're organisms. They adapt. You know, our antibiotics, we keep hearing our biotics because what they're designed to treat changes and adapts to those antibiotics. So that's the problem with cancer. Yeah, cancer is is a mute, mutation. So it's naturally it's going to be different. It's going to be difficult cure. And that's all that's all that guy's saying. I hope it's true though. I really do. I would oh. love to see no more cancer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with I mean, without a doubt. I mean, everybody would love to be able to say, "Hey, this is this isn't a thing anymore." You know, I, I would I would love to be able to have people not die of, you know, just randomly because a couple of cells decided that they, you know, that, hey, I want to be something else, you know. Uh, <laughs> you I, can I, be I, anything you want to be. I want to be cancer. <laughs> Johnny, you know. Johnny, little Alex Jones, you need to settle down over there in the corner. Uh, so anyway, I think that we do have to talk about... Um, the crazy conspiracy theory about vaccines. And I know that there are probably going to be a couple of people who are going to take issue with this. Mm-hmm. And for full disclosure, I, when my sons were little, we did a lot of research on immunization. And do, do shots, does immunization cause autism? And there are a lot of parents who are deeply concerned about autism or the kids not being able to function like, quote, normal human beings, unquote. 
And my wife and I, the research that we did, talking about immunization and, and the immune system and, the sh- and how the research that we did gave us cause for concern, not on immu- immunizations, but the rapid pace of immunizations and the yeah. shock, th- th- how some kids' immune systems were shocked at the rapid pace of immunizations. And another thing that concerned us was what they were using for preservatives, such as thimerosal. And I know people are going to go crazy and say, oh, they don't use thimerosal anymore. They haven't used it in 20 years or whatever. Whatever. The, the preservatives that they actually used was cause for concern. Thimerosal is only one of them. And now that there's an outbreak of measles in certain regions of the country right now, and this gets back to a whole bunch of junk science and talking about YouTube videos that are no longer allowed on YouTube, of course, because they're YouTube videos. They're not allowed on YouTube anymore. Makes sense, Eric. Um, (laughs) They're not allowing certain conspiracy theories to be propagated on YouTube again. One of those things is the controversy surrounding autism and whether or not immunizations cause autism. I think that that is a valid conversation we should be having. I agree. I think that when I, agree. I I think that when people who when people in the medical field are saying it's not the immunizations that we should be concerned about. It's the schedule of immunizations and bombarding kids with these immunization shots. Maybe we're doing it too rapidly. Maybe we're shocking the kids' systems. We should have a conversation about that. I'm not saying you should stop immunizing your kids cold turkey. I'm not saying that you should not immunize your kids at all because now we have a measles outbreak. Right. And there's also, I read this morning, there might be a mumps outbreak somewhere because of anti-vaxxers. You have celebrities like Jenny McCarthy, whose kid has autism and she blames immunizations. I don't think you... Yeah, because heaven knows it couldn't have anything to do with the way she's lived her life before she had the kid. We don't know if it's all the drugs and alcohol or or. God for, I mean, I know someone's going to get pissed because I said this. Could it have anything to do with the silicone implants that she had back in the late 80s, early 90s? Is it, could it have anything to do with that? Are you allowed to even have that conversation? Can you have a conversation that if you put something toxic in your body and that thing might leak, is there any chance that your kid is sick because of... And this is... Yeah, and see, this is the thing that that kind of my hang-up comes in, is that she did things to maintain an image that may or may not be toxic, and now she's doing something that's going to affect the health of... or she's espousing an idea that could affect the health of children all over the globe. And, like, measles, mumps, people die from that shit. Oh, yeah. You know? And personally, is if there's a concern about the vaccines, we should examine that. There are medical professionals who say we need to look at, as you mentioned, the 
the the rollout, the schedule. Are yeah. we going too fast with these immunizations? We immunized our kids. We did not get the flu shot every year. No. Because there's a part of me that thinks it's that's too much. You know, there's there's levels. And since the flu shot is not required, I don't participate in the flu shot. Right. Um, should it be required by my, my, my company in order for me to have a continued employment, then I would start taking the flu shot. But it's not because there's not enough empirical evidence to say you get the flu shot guaranteed not going to get the flu because there was no. that because 20 years ago i th this may have been like a year before you and i met i got a flu shot the very next day i had the flu so bad i was out cold for three days i literally slept through 24 hours the, that yeah. flu was so bad um, and it was Thanksgiving weekend. I think it was Thanksgiving weekend. It was Thanksgiving weekend. I think I got the flu shot on a Tuesday. I was out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I didn't actually get out of bed until Saturday. Yeah. Now, could people it be, say, oh, could, that's anecdotal. Well, yes. it is anecdotal, but it's an anecdote from your own fucking life. Could, but here's the question. Was I already coming down with the flu before I got the shot? Or did the shot give me the flu? I don't know. Here's the thing. You should not be taking medical advice from a podcaster in southern New Hampshire who wears a fedora and has three degrees in graphic design and digital media. Okay? You should not be taking medical advice from me. You should not be taking medical advice from the playmate of the year. Okay? <laughs> I love that people forget that. That's if you're like if you're looking at a celebrity, name a celebrity. Kim Kardashian is another fine example. If you're taking lifestyle advice, like on like makeup and how to be a whore and how to make money off a sex tape, and you know how to capitalize on your beauty, having a uh, social media presence. And, um, and and a reality TV show, then by all means, get your advice from Kim Kardashian. Knock yourself out. But whether like what supplements you should be having with your breakfast each morning, should you immunize your kids? Yeah, these are not. You should of which not be taking know. advice from people like Kim Kardashian on anything other than what she's famous for. Right. Okay. And just because they're famous, that doesn't mean they're not any more, any less full of shit than just your crackpot neighbor down the street who smokes weed all day long and tells you, no, if you want to stay thin, man, you just got to take this pill. You know? <laughs> exactly. You know, hey, man, I don't take cocaine because I'm addicted. I take cocaine, man, because it helps me keep my, my, my weight down. You know? Right. Exactly. There are some people you should not be taking. Now, if you want to ask, and I'm going to use myself as an example. Eric, who who makes the best fedora right now? I'm your guy. I'm your guy. <laughs> Come and ask me. I can rattle off three people right off the top of the head, right off the top of my head. I can tell you that. If you're going to ask me whether or not you should vaccinate your kids, you are disqualified from having kids. If you ask the webmaster of the Fedora Chronicles on whether or not you should immunize your kid. Okay? 
you need to go to people who actually know what they're talking about. I can talk until I'm blue in the face on, on, on the JFK assassination. I can talk to you until I'm blue in the face about ancient aliens. That does not mean that you should be getting medical advice from me, just like you should not be getting advice on how to raise your kids from Playmate of the Year. If you literally look at somebody and say, oh, she's rich and successful. Oh, she's a household name. I should be taking advice on how to raise my kids from her. Yeah, you're doing it wrong I, at I'm, that point. I, DSS should be coming, not kicking in your door, and taking your kids. And, I wouldn't go that far. Well, I definitely be, need to reevaluate it's hyperbole. Your, it's hyperbole for entertainment food. sakes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it, it's the internet, Eric. You know people are going to take it the most extreme possible way they can. Uh, they uh, Then they actually will. Um, anyway, looking at our topics here, we wanted to talk. Okay, we talked about... No, no, we've we've got my favorite one. Let's talk on about... Scientists is telling us that the Hadron Collider is a bad idea. Well, let's talk about why is it a bad idea. And this is from sciencealert.com, where... Um, can we say that this website is hit or miss? I would definitely say it's hit or miss. Okay. I, I don't know if this is clickbait or not. Um, but well, if, if Martin Fries, a well-respected British cosmologist has said this, then maybe we should take it serious. Earth could be crushed to the size of a soccer ball field by a particle accelerator experiment, says astronomer. This is uh, published back in January um, uh, 27th, 2019. Martin Rees, a well-respected British cosmologist, vertical accelerators. There is a small but real possibility of disaster, Jay. Particle accelerators, like the Large Hadron Collider, shoots particles at incredible speeds. It smashes them together and observes the fallout. In all fairness, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? We end up with people with superpowers. <laughs> at least the collider will then be able to act as a jail. F- no. <laughs> you know, it could be. It could uh, be opening up parallel dimensions. Well, this is where we get into one of my favorite crackpot internet theories, right? Yeah. Have you heard of the Mandela effect? Of course I have. Okay. So, with the Mandela effect, that's basically what this guy is saying. Yeah. Right? I love it. I, 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 I think it's... fucking love it. I think it's like, it's one of the greatest things in sliced bread. Yeah, well, did you eat Jif peanut butter as a kid or Jiffy? Choosy mothers choose Jif. Yeah, well, is it, is it, is it the Berenstain Bears or the Berenstain Bears? I'm 49. I don't fucking care. (laughs) Yeah, I love I love some of this because some of it is just people not remembering things or misremembering them. Yeah, right. Misremembering them. Um, Like Nelson Mandela's possible. Yeah, like Nelson Mandela died in prison and was not president of South Africa. Yeah. Um, Is it possible that there are alternate dimensions out there and that they affect us. Absolutely. Yeah. It is absolutely possible. It is no less possible that 
there is an alternate dimension out there where Hitler won World War II. And everything that you see in The Man in the High Castle on Amazon is actually just visions that someone that the writers are getting from that alternate dimension. And that's where all of our imagination comes from is actually we're able to have insight into alternate dimensions. That is entirely possible. It's just as possible that we're making the shit up as we go along. But I love that concepts like this exist, that there are people out there. And this guy is allegedly, I mean, it says in the article that he is a well-respected cosmologist. Yeah. I have no idea what the hell a cosmologist is. Is that like an astrologist or is that more like an astronomer? I don't know exactly what Cosmologist is somebody who studies the cosmos as a whole. Right, I thought that's what an astro- astronomer did. A cosmology is a branch of astronomy. Okay, so he's like more specialized. Right. So is he someone that understands the concept of, you know, is is he just espousing basically string theory and saying, hey, look, we're fucking with yes. the fabric of the universe. Shit could happen. Yeah. I mean, personally, that's 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 something I think bears thinking about yeah but no one knows no he could be right he could be completely wrong we don't know he could have smoked a a a very bad bag of weed back in the 70s and now it's affecting him as he gets older in life we have no idea we really don't know yeah um but i love this because it's all theoretical him saying this he could be 100 percent true could be Um, and i love that everyone refers back to stephen hawking Stephen Hawking was a genius. Well, yeah, but he wasn't. He has his area of expertise. Right. You know what I mean? And people always say Stephen Hawking, you know, said that it's it's unlikely that there's intelligent life in outer space. It's or whatever. Okay, that's nice, but he's not an expert in that field. He's a smart dude, but he's not an expert in that field. Right. Just because he's smart in one way doesn't mean he's smart in another. It's like Bill Nye talking about you know, um, global warming. Right. He's a mechanical engineer. He understands how engines work. Sure. Engines, you may have noticed, have a drastic difference from the weather. There's a big difference between the two and how they work and stuff. And just because he knows mechanical engineering, which by the way, he's only got a master's degree in. Right. Doesn't mean he understands the way the world works well enough to give you meteorological advice, which is right. something that we were alluding to earlier. So I love articles like this. Yeah. You know, the earth could be crushed to the size of a peanut because it, it re- a soccer it, field. It reads like really good science fiction. It really does. It really does. And this is the shit that you and I used to stay up late at night reading in yeah. Omni magazine. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. This is right out of a Ben Bova novel. I yeah. love it. Yep, it sure it it it's and it's scary how oh we're we're dabbling with some crazy shit. We are dabbling in some crazy crazy stuff. Yeah. So and I, and the thing is is that you look at this giant particle accelerator, the hadron collider, and it was like, what are we doing? And it was, I, and you hear these people with these crazy theories, and it was just like, this is the kind of stuff. Whereas we're looking, we're, we're, we're smashing particles together in the hopes of looking at subatomic particles that may or may not have existed at the dawn of time. 
And it was just like, I wonder if they ever have like that daily meeting. Listen, just to let you know, in the event that we do create a black hole, please follow standard procedures. <laughs> Jason, I know we had a close call the other day. <laughs> and there's always that guy that's in the background tom don't you start with your fucking theories man i'm telling you you got drunk at last night's christmas party and you won't shut up about it don't smoke that fucking weed again and come to work all right as if the giant hadron collider is in south boston <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been listening to Bill Burr a lot. <laughs> I love Bill Burr. <laughs> I don't know if you were in. I don't know how you were introduced to Bill Burr, <laughs> but his cartoon, his cartoon F is for family. It's it's not just a comedy. It's a documentary. <laughs> it's it's like Marlon Perkins, Oma, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom, but. For kids being raised in the 1970s and 80s. That's actually how it was. <laughs> oh my gosh. But you just have, oh. I just have this picture because, and we've talked about like, and I've, I've talked to people who live and work around MIT and, and, and Harvard, and people say, there are, there, there are things that really disturb me. I've had people who say, who have said to me in conversations, there are things that really sort of concern me. And I was talking to somebody about like um, the, the robotics, um, uh, the robotics division at either MIT or, or, or Harvard uh, or one of those other prestigious Ivy League colleges, mm -hmm. universities. And the thing is, is that you have these sick, twisted twists you have these nuts, these geeks, these dorks who grew up maladjusted, these maladjusted geniuses who get scholarships to go to college to work on building robots so that these robots can go back to their hometowns and hunt down the bullies <laughs> that ruined their lives and their and 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 their they're, they're dating opportunities. Sally didn't go to prom with me because, because John on the, on the football team said that I had a small penis. <laughs> go and get them, R597. Kill him. You know, I mean, it's something out of a, out of, out of a, out of a comic book, for fuck's sake. And the thing oh is, is that, and you, and, and, and as a, as a Lyft driver, and I wonder how much trouble I'm going to get into for saying this. As a Lyft driver, picking up these eggheads... And picking them up and dropping them off at parties and they're drinking. And the conversations that they have, like, oh, my God, when RUV78 gets online, you're going to see some serious shit. <laughs> and it never occurred to anybody to say, maybe this is a bad, maybe we shouldn't give this. We should give this guy a psychological evaluation before we offer him a scholarship. Or maybe, maybe there's somebody at the Pentagon or at DARPA who is saying, let's just get the craziest fuckers we can get and, and so we can kick some communist ass with some kill robots and laser beams. Although I will say, I think there is a, a group at MIT that is not letting anyone in is if their first and last name begins with the same letter 
or if it spells out some sort of weird thing. Like they, they won't let in an Edward Nigma, Otto Octavius. You know, I mean, they're not letting those people in just on the off chance that, you know, some strange shit may happen and they'll be like, oh, didn't they graduate from MIT? <laughs> <laughs> you just you just wonder if the college review boards or the admissions office has like a you know a comic books you know comic book <laughs> subscription and it's like what's the worst that can happen oh yeah right here it is right here page seventy six <laughs> issue ninety three of spectacular <laughs> Spider Man shows no 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 we can't you notice all of the Spider Man villains they have the same letter starting the first and last name if that no we're not going to let anyone in for something like that. But look at his credentials. Mm, yeah, but I don't know. Otto Octavius was really nice until shit went south. You know? <laughs> I don't know. But I'm not crazy. Chance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is that it was just like you just wonder. You just because you hear about these like these crazy stories about these things that people are working on. I remember hearing this one story about this uh, this post grad student was working on his doctoral thesis. And it was like, I don't even remember exactly what he was like saying, but the, my brain registered, he's using ultraviolet lasers to compress pocket lint in a search for dark matter in downy fabric soap or something. And I was, because my brain could not register what he was really saying because he was talking on a level way above mine. If it, mm -hmm. if it was my son, I'm sure he probably could understand exactly what he was saying. But the notion that you have these people with these crazy ideas, set them loose and, and say, here, here is, here, here's a lab with almost unlimited resources. Let's see what you got. And it was like, and like with the Hadron Collider. And it was like somebody had somebody comes up with an idea. Hey, listen, I got a great idea on how to um, get rid of um, nuclear waste. Let's build portable black holes like Mister Fusion. You just you just drop it in this device and it gets consumed by the black hole. You know what? What could go wrong? You know, yeah. Right, and then you've got that one guy that's in there. It's like, hey, hey, Tom, Tom, Victor Von Doom. I told you that fucking kid with that name. No, no, we shouldn't have let him in. We shouldn't have let him in. Now he's in there. He's got some fucking golem, some shit like that. Says he needs to make some armor or something. What the fuck? <laughs> and I do have to say, I looked up Martin Rees online. Yeah. And he's the well-respected British cosmologist. And yeah. on his Wikipedia page, it says, The Right Honorable Lord Rees of Ludlow. <laughs> That's his title. Yeah. Now, how come it's always the right honorable? How come it's never the left honorable? <laughs> like, is that something where it's like, you know, making... on Guy Fox's page, it's like the right dastardly. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's that, I, I don't. Some of these titles in England just really kind of make you scratch your head. Yeah. Baron May of Oxford. Exactly. Succeeded by Paul Nurse. Yeah. Paul Nurse. Yeah. Really? Nurse is a last name? I thought it was just like an occupation. No. 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 It's actually. And oh my gosh. 
This guy had as his doctoral students a man by the name of Nick Kaiser. Yeah. We've never had anyone with the last name Kaiser go bad in history, have we? I mean, that's that's not a thing, is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, oh yeah. Holy we're, we're going to hell for some of this. Oh, I'm, I'm going to hell for so much more than oh, this, yeah. but yeah. I think, if anything, conversations like this, when I walk in the door, Satan's probably going to go, dude, I was listening, man. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I was listening to your podcast, man. <laughs> oh, so you were a 51st subscriber. Um, you know, I, 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 do, I think that it, I, what is really sort of exciting and scary all at the same time is that kind of like the things that Rod Serling used to talk about, you know, <laughs> standing in the corner, smoking cigarettes, like like that stuff, we're slowly starting to see things happen. We're starting to see things turned upside down. I, I don't know, do we have, I, I'm thinking about, do we have time for another news story or not? Um, not really. I got I got a call in like 10 minutes for work. I got to hop on. All right. I, I wish though. All right. Oh my gosh. This guy has doctoral students he had james pringle okay wasn't he the guy that invented the potato chip <laughs> the stackable potato chip <laughs> it, what, asshole. this guy's probably got done more in his life than i ever could dream of doing in mine and i'm picking on him because his last name is the same as a fucking potato chip that's <laughs> a snack i'm a horrible human being a I, horrible human being. because the one thing i wanted to talk to you about is i wanted to talk to you about the fire fest not as a oh yeah that festival that was in right a, yeah and i wanted to talk to you about that as the ultimate social experiment and, and, and talking about the lemming effect. Well, I personally believe that the, the fire festival was actually proof that um, Ender's Game. Yeah. In, in the movie Ender's Game, they didn't, they focused entirely on Ender Wiggins himself. They didn't right. talk about his, his older brother much at all. Right. Um, but in the books, if you remember, his brother ended up taking over the entire world by essentially social media. Yeah. So that I think is an example of Orson Scott actually being onto something back in the fucking 70s when he wrote yeah. that. I think that what we really ought to do is shelve the topic of the fire Festival as a social experiment. Save that for me, maybe another podcast. Yeah. You know, not related to the fedora, to the uh, metaphysical connection. Who knows? You got to get to work. I got to button this up and put it together. And I just want to thank you for another great show and lots of laughs. <laughs> Always a pleasure, man. Right. Always a pleasure. We'll have to do this again soon. Uh, I think next week. I think I think we're on schedule for next week. Or we could talk about the fire festival before that. We'll, we'll talk. We'll so talk. We'll, yeah. All right. This has been the Metaphysical Connection podcast from the Fedora Chronicles Network. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, or Player FM. You can find our podcast via your Apple, Android, or Windows devices using those services and more. If your favorite podcast service or program doesn't feature us, let us know by shooting us an email via info at the 
You can be a part of the metaphysical connection by subscribing to the Fedora Chronicles Network on Twitter through at Fedora Chronicle. There you will find jazz era counterculture, vintage threads, lost history, conspiracies, the paranormal, and space news. You can also join our Facebook group at facebook.com groups, the metaphysical connection. Both platforms are great ways to join our growing community, connect with other friends of the show, and find out what's coming up in next week's episode. Most importantly, you can support the show by hitting the Patreon button on all of our show pages, metaphysicalpodcast.com. Patreons of the show get specials such as getting the podcast a day before the rest of the audience, heads up about future episodes, and other exclusives. Want some Metaphysical Connection swag of your own? Get your own damn Metaphysical Connection coffee mugs, t-shirts, keychains, and barbecue aprons at our Zazzle page. My house is full of them, yours should be too. Find them at www.zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Don't forget to check out our show sponsor, the Trinity Whip Company. Traditionally made kangaroo whips, top quality craftsmanship, and form as well as function. Handcrafted by Blake Brunning. Find his products at www.trinitywhipco.com. This is Carol Fisk thanking you for listening and signing off. Until next time, keep your chin up and your bra, excuse me, fedora on.